0: Love
1: To This is Colin from Cannot Justify. You're rocking attitude era live with Icon, Granny Hawkster, and
2: Big Swin. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, guess what time it is? It is time for Attitude Era Live. Time, and uh, what is going on? Can you hear me, everybody? I yeah, can. we got. Why are we on a delay? I don't know. All right, I'm getting a delay in my headset. Uh, so um, uh, let's see here. Can you guys hear me right now, or is it delayed?
3: I can, no, hear, can you. hear you.
2: Uh, well, I'll tell you what. Let me let me introduce everybody. Granny, are you there? I'm here. Okay, Uh, Granny, what's new with you? Tell us what's going on.
3: Well, um, I had a fun weekend of wrestling shows, and I'm just ready for another great show on 89.1 Ken's FM for Attitude Era Live Monday Live, you know, so ready for a great show. And my Chiefs won. My Chiefs beat the Buccaneers, so I was very happy.
2: All right, and I think I just figured out what was going on. And uh, with us, as always, is uh, the modern nightmare, Matthias. How are you, sir?
4: Well, after another nice, long uh, week of work, as per usual, and a somewhat relaxing weekend, kind of working Saturday night, beginning to watch the Vikings go on to beat the Saints, and... uh, getting to win this week for fantasy football and trying to get a little training in for wrestling. Uh, it was a pretty good weekend, so I'm just ready to do another live show on Adderera Monday Live Monday.
2: So you didn't uh, do any wrestling this weekend? Uh,
4: unfortunately not. None of my bookings have uh, contrived yet. I'm trying to work with uh, MAW, and then October 23rd for Below Zero will be actually uh, my next booking where I'm not sure what's going on, and then we got two November shows in Duluth, one for BZW, and then in Mandan the 25th for EWI, and then December 17th will be my big uh, title defense. Well, November 25th will also be a title defense, and then December 17th will be the heavyweight title defense for uh, APW, and that's all i got so far for bookings. All right.
2: Well, hopefully uh, we'll be able to get you some uh, bookings with one of our guests uh, today. Uh, speaking of that, let's go ahead and go through a list who we got. We got uh, Sanda, uh, Sandra Browning uh, Nichols. Uh, she's going to be with us, and uh, she's got a magazine she's going to talk to us about. We have Matt Classic Creed, and uh, he's a wrestling promoter, so we'll talk to him. Maybe we get you a position. And we have Anthony Camino, uh, who is going to be playing the next Jack Oswald White. Do you guys happen to know who Jack Oswald White is? No. Uh, you probably know him better as the Joker.
4: Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, uh... From
5: the Batman series?
2: Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh... Anthony Camino is going to be playing the, the, he's going to be playing the next Joker in a, in a, a Batman movie. So maybe we can get him. Uh... I know that you like Batman, Ken, so maybe we can get an autograph for you. <laughs> <laughs>
5: that would be cool.
2: All right. And uh so basically that's where we're at and of course we are celebrating a Vikings victory this weekend. And uh there we go. Uh we are celebrating a Viking victory this weekend and they did try and give us a heart attack again. They like to do that. I don't understand why. However, since they did come out as victors, because the opposing team's kicker actually cost them the game instead of our kicker costing us a game, I was quite happy with that. And, Granny, I believe your team, the Chiefs won, did they not?
3: Yes, they did, and I was very happy because they were playing against those nasty Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
2: And uh, I guess your uh, your favorite team won their first game this year, uh, the Raiders, as Big Swing would say.
3: Well, they're not my favorite team. They'll never be my favorite team. I mean, I don't like that. When you're a Chiefs fan, you're a Raiders hater. So you know, that's just the way it works.
2: And uh, as a Vikings fan, you know we uh, we we don't like the Cowboys. We don't like the Packers. We don't like the Saints.
3: Um, See, I don't like the Packers. Well, I mean, I don't like the Cowboys. I don't like the Raiders. You know, so.
2: And uh, I was, uh, we were watching the me and my wife were watching the Packer game at a local establishment, and we thought that uh, Green Bay were was going to come up short, and unfortunately they did not. And what can you say? They lucked out again. And Matthias, maybe you can uh, uh, help me on this one. Would you say that uh, when it comes to quarterbacks in the NFL like Tom Brady, and Aaron Rodgers, that they do get babies a little bit, not only by the officials, but by commentators as well?
4: Well, I mean, yeah, there's always a a biased opinion in any kind of situation. I mean, whether they tend to show it deeper or not, I would say. I mean, Brady is, of course, one of the greatest of all time, so they tend to, you know, baby him a little bit. And, of course, Aaron Rodgers is Green Bay's quarterback, so whenever they're probably in Green Bay, you know, they try to up-talk him a lot. Um, so yeah, I, I'd agree there. It's just like I said, it all depends on the degree of what they say and how they show their bias. But of course, like everybody's got their favorite quarterbacks. So, I mean, they'll talk highly of their favorite and try, try to smack talk uh, all the other ones that they dislike.
2: Which is why I I love our quarterback because our quarterback yeah. has to earn everything he gets. He doesn't get any help from the officials. He doesn't get definitely doesn't get any help from the commentators. Uh, namely Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, the Vikings have to earn the respect that they get.
4: Well, and here's the thing, too. Do you actually think that Kirk Cousins is one of the best quarterbacks the Vikings have ever had? No. Actually, I would say, the, in my humble opinion, the best quarterback that the
2: Vikings have ever had in my era, okay, I'm not taking anything away from any quarterbacks before that, but in my era, two-minute Tommy uh, was my favorite and probably the best quarterback that we had in my lifetime.
4: All right. Well, from where I'm around, where I'm sitting right now, uh, I was always a big Dante Culpepper fan personally myself, because that was my team growing up. Dante Culpepper, Randy Moss, Chris Carter, Michael Bennett, Jim Kleinsasser, Chris Hoven, all those guys were definitely. uh were definitely. That was definitely my team uh, growing up.
2: Well, you know, I, I, I love Dante Culpepper as well, and I never had an issue with Dante, uh, especially uh, uh, in that uh, playoff game against Green Bay in 2005, I believe it was. And I know Granny, she's a little more seasoned. We, we, don't have, we have a few minutes, but uh, Granny, who has been your favorite Kansas City Chiefs quarterback, and you can't say Mahomes because he's new.
3: Well, now, Mahomes has been there for a few seasons. So, you know, I mean, I was always – I mean, I loved um, Rich Gannon when he played for him, Alex Smith when he played for him. I even liked Joe Montana when he was their quarterback, you know. But, yes, I'm a big Patrick Mahomes fan. I love Patrick Mahomes. I think he's awesome. And, I mean, you know, and, of course, you know, Lynn Dawson, he was, (laughs) I mean, God rest his soul, rest in peace, Lynn Dawson. I mean, he was absolutely amazing back in the day, too, you know, so.
2: Well, I will say one thing, uh, what I remember most about Lynn Dawson was he was on HBO's Inside the NFL when I was a kid. And uh, that's what I remember about him and uh, the hosts were Lynn Dawson and Nick Bonacani. He used to watch that with my dad every, I believe it was every Friday night, I believe it was, talking about the uh, the week uh, from the NFL from the past. And we're just waiting here for our first guest, and I do believe she's available. So we are going to take a quick little commercial break to make sure this is all working properly. And we will be back after these messages from our sponsor. Give us about a few seconds. The new WoodSpring Suites of Fargo, located at 1090 35th Street North at the I-29 and 12th Avenue North Interchange, is an extended-stay pet-friendly hotel with kitchenettes in every room, including a stovetop, full-size bridge, and microwave, plus a big 40-inch flat-screen TV with free Wi-Fi. You can book a room at 701-582-1600 or online at www.woodspring.com. WoodSpring Suites of Fargo rated 4.2 by TrustScore, and we do want to thank uh, WoodSpring Suites of Fargo for sponsoring our show. And right now, without further ado, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, we have the most amazing model to ever grace the airways of our show, ladies and gentlemen. She is Sandra Browning Nicholas.
6: Hey, y'all. This is Sativa Sandra, a.k.a. The Hemp Queen, and you're listening to the Attitude Era Monday Live Monday on 89.1 Ken's FM with your hosts, the icon, the big swing, the godmother of wrestling, Granny Holster, and the modern nightmare, Matthias.
2: So how are you, Sandra? Good to have you with us. Thank you for joining us.
6: Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I'm doing really well. I hope you guys are doing the same.
2: Well, you know, we are here in North Dakota, and it hasn't started snowing yet, so we're doing pretty good, I would guess, (laughs) Uh, you know, because, yeah, North Dakota could start snowing at any time from, well, from August to uh, March. (laughs) So
5: uh, here's what we're going to do here, Sandra.
2: (laughs) Yeah, here's what we're going to do, Sandra. If you want to give us a quick little background about yourself, and I'll ask you a few questions, and we'll do a roundtable, and we'll come back to me, and I'll ask you the tougher questions.
6: Okay. Well, I will summarize it. Where I grew up believing I was not pretty at all. Um, I I guess it goes back to about seven years old. Um, I did something bad or something, and had to watch my family do family photos, and I wasn't allowed to participate because I I was it, not because I wasn't pretty enough. But that's the way I took it. So uh, I spent a lot of my life thinking that I was not worthy of much and uh, with my head down and then about 38 years old um, I met this uh, the owner of Balls Magazine who asked me to um, be in a contest for the 2018 Mrs. Robinson which I ended up winning and that just opened my whole world up so I uh, went to New York and did a photo shoot um, with East Coast Celebrity and from there I got the first publication was a cover, and I was hooked. So I did that about six months or so. I had about 70, 80 publications already with probably six or seven covers and wanted to do the same thing for other women. And through that, Hemp Queens, Inc. was born. And since, uh, I've opened three other magazines to, to be able to grow confidence in the world, not just women anymore, because you know, I've had hemp queen think now for three years, and it's time to open it up for everyone, not just women.
2: Uh, uh, Sandra Nicholas is our guest here. We've got 32 minutes here with uh, Sandra. And, uh, of course, you know, I do. Uh, I forgot to remind you beforehand, and I, I know you already know this about the PG language thing, so that's good. Uh, so Absolutely. Now, when you... Yeah, so you mentioned that you thought that you weren't pretty. Was it that uh did you have like classmates say that you weren't or did you have like an older brother that said that you were? Did you have like neighbor kids? What what was it?
6: I have to be honest, it was it was my mom. It was the vibes from her that I got. My older sister was put in beauty contests and I my I had acne and my hair wasn't long enough and it was just little comments like that um that come from her. Um I I hated her for a long time for not really hated her but I I you know, for a long, long time but since then, you know, I'm I've become a mom and a grandmother and I understand um some of the things, some of it I don't but you know, I don't blame her for it. But that's she's where it came from.
2: Well, you know, I'll tell you what, that that can be very traumatizing that uh, you know, you you want the support of your parents, you know, your mother, your father, what have you. And when they're when they're when they belittle you and they don't support you like you want, it is very traumatizing. I I'll admit I had uh I had a little of that myself. Uh, you know, I, I never played sports in high school. Uh I I wasn't uh you know, I mean I'm I'm known as the icon now, but as Billy Crystal once told me, he said, uh, your nickname in high school must have been pick him last. Uh that was uh that was Billy what Billy Crystal told me. But no, so now that uh now Fast forward, and uh, now that you're uh, you became a cover gal, and you got you entered your first contest, you got on the cover magazine. Did you take that to your mom and say, "Hey, mom, look where I'm at now"? Do you did that happen, or did you just like?
6: Uh, <laughs> yes, it.
2: Did. discover it, it herself.
6: It did. I, I did a I did a specific photo shoot. Um, Sour magazine had a um, Fu magazine uh, theme. And that's, it wasn't just to her, but it was to anyone that thought that I wasn't worthy enough to be in magazines and to model, especially in my older ages, because, I mean, I I was having, I got married at 17, and I'm still married to him now, 27, almost 27 years later, so I'm 44 now, and I've only been doing this about five years, so that's, it it took me a long, long time to to realize that, you know, I was worthy enough to to go forward, and and today, um, you know, we still don't have the relationship that I I'd, I'd like to have, but and that's half my fault as well. You know, I, I don't hold anything against her for for the way that I felt as a child. I, I think I was just born with that depressive attitude, I suppose, for many, many, many years, and then finally, just one day, I woke <clears throat> up and it that's gone. I don't I don't do that anymore, and I I try to let or not let the people around me do the do what I was doing to myself.
2: Uh, Sandra Nichols is our guest here on 89.1 Kent FM. We've got 28 minutes here with uh, Sandra. And for those of you who are regular listeners of the show, if you go to our Facebook page, Attitude Era, Monday Live Monday, you like that. Go to 89.1 Kent FM page, you like that. Do a $10 a month uh, donation to Power of the Tower. We'll get you qualified to win an, guest, uh, an autograph from a past guest, future guest, or current <laughs> guest. And uh, would you be willing to send us a few uh, autographs for giveaways to our fans?
6: Absolutely. Yep, absolutely. I have uh, five of them signed uh, and in an envelope, and I tried to get out to the post office today, but it didn't work. So I do have them. They are ready to send out. I'm going to send you a few stickers from the magazine as well. Um, yeah, definitely. And maybe even an
2: autographed copy of the magazine would be even cool. Uh, so, Sandra, here, I'm going to first introduce you uh, before we bring on uh, the guy that wants to be your bodyguard. But uh, first I'm going to introduce you to Granny Hulkster. Now, Granny Hulkster, she's our resident model here on 89.1 Kansas FM, Attitude Air Live. And uh, uh, I don't know why uh, she hasn't graced to cover more wrestling magazines. But, uh, Granny, what do you have for our guests? Uh, Sandra Nichols, go ahead.
3: Well, welcome to the show. And I'm not much of a model. I guess I love my wrestling, you know. I mean, but... We're glad to have you. You are on a queen. And you are a
6: model. If you want to be,
3: <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. And I'm I'm very popular at wrestling shows. So everybody loves Granny. Even the heels love me. They just don't want to admit it. But with
5: that that's being right.
3: said, with that being said, you know, you were talking about you know, as a child, you know, and and everything, and you know, I know that has to be difficult. I mean, other than you know having issues. You know, like, you know, you were talking about your sister, you know, being in pageants all the time. What has been one of your most challenging experiences, you know, being a model in your career? Because I know people can be very cruel. People can be very cruel. Kids can be cruel. I mean, my son was constantly bullied in school growing up. So, I mean, kids can be, people can be very cruel in general.
6: I, yeah, I absolutely agree. As a child, I didn't really get – I was a popular kid. Um, my sister was a senior when I come in as a freshman, so I was popular in school, and I always stood up for the, the little guys and the guys that were getting picked on, and, and then I stood up for those kind of people. So the most challenging um, in my modeling career would be getting past my age because uh, which is funny, because I am all about and I promote you know all ages and all the rest of that, but I grew up in the time where you had to be a specific look, you had to be tall, skinny, blonde, you know, and i I had all that, but i didn't have the face or the the competence to do that, so I guess it, once i got past i've I've gotten past it now, but uh being able to shoot in group settings with other models that are in their early twenties, being able to shoot with them, knowing that I'm literally old enough to be their mom, like my kids are their age and getting past that is probably one of the most biggest challenges for me personally in the modeling part. Mm-hmm. That's awesome.
2: Uh, Sandra Nicholas is our guest here on 89.1 Kent FM. We've got 25 minutes. Now, uh, Santa, I want to introduce you to uh, the modern nightmare, Matthias, and uh, I'm sure that uh, after you get to know him a little bit, you'll realize that he's uh, actually a, 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 a more of a daydream than a nightmare, but uh, <clears throat> go ahead, Matthias. What do you have for our guest? We have 25 minutes. Go ahead.
4: Well, first off, you're talking to the man from every woman's greatest dream and every man's worst nightmare, North Dakota's number one heel. <laughs> Defending undisputed EWI Diamond and APW World Heavyweight Champion Matthias, welcome onto the show. Granny loves me, but she doesn't want to admit it. I am one of the best. I am North Dakota's number one heel for a reason. Uh, Granny kind of took my question, so I thought, well, of a new one. Was there any dream, like mag or like a magazine, that you always dreamed of modeling for? Like, was there one that you kind of that caught your eye? Was like one day, like, to model for them, or have you, or has there been, like, a peak magazine that you, like, you realize, hey, I've got this, or this is what I want to do?
6: So funny story. Um, yes, actually, Inked Magazine was one of the big ones that I really wanted to do. Um, I, I did their whole contest and all that, and I, I ranked pretty high in it. But uh, after I opened uh, Hem Queen's, magazine. Uh, it was originally Inked Queen. Well, uh, Inked magazine didn't quite like that too much. So they sent me a cease and desist to change my name because I was using the word inked, which was crazy. So that that is probably after rebranding because I, my lawyers, I would have won, but I didn't have 10 years and all that to be held up in court with it. So I just rebranded and went on with it. Okay. So yeah, Inc. Magazine was definitely... And then I learned a lot more. I'm one of uh, Charlie uh, Angel's Ink Squad. I'm one of their models. And they're affiliated with Ink Magazine. So I do... I love them in that. But I'm, I'm not... I don't want to be a, mag- or a model in their magazine anymore. Yeah. I've hit my well, milestones I- of, of the ones that I've wanted to be in so far.
2: Uh, Sandra Brownie, uh, Brownie Nicholas is our guest here. We're on 89.1 Kansas FM. We've got about uh, 23 minutes now. There is a couple uh, things I want to ask you about. Uh, uh, actually, uh, fans wanted me to ask you this. Uh, the first thing is uh, there's a photo on your Facebook page where you're uh, kind of like uh, uh, painted up in white and pink and you're they lifted you up on top of some kind of forklift or something. Were you on like a Sandra on a forklift match or something?
6: I was on a forklift. That was my annual um, Halloween shoot for Hemp Queens, Inc., and uh, body paint by Chad Canterbury, which is, he is amazing. Um, They literally had me as far up as the forklift would go, and it's funny because regular Sandra is afraid of heights, but when I put myself into model mode, I just do things that I don't even realize I'm doing, and then I got halfway up, and Sandra kicked me in the bottom and was like, what are you doing? (laughs) So, yeah, that was so much fun, though. They lifted me all the way up. And, yeah, the the pictures that we got from that are amazing, which should come out soon. I can't wait to actually share the professional pictures. Uh, They should be out in Hem uh, Hem Queen's Inc. and uh, Human Canvas magazine. So I'm excited to get to share those. With the with the with the whole face uh, face paint with the whole
2: body paint thing, I've always wanted to ask this because I've never had the opportunity to uh, talk to someone that's actually been under the the done the body paint thing. How long were you uh, in makeup getting sprayed down, and uh, did you have any um, aspir- uh any worries about being like
6: nude that whole time when they were like spraying and stuff like that? Luckily, I've Worked with uh, the Carolina Body Arts multiple times now, so I'm I'm comfortable. Once I'm I have a base paint, I'm comfortable. Before that, it's a little awkward because you know you're just in a a small pair of panties and just pasties, so it's it's a little awkward until you you get a base paint. And as y'all can tell, I'm I'm tatted from head to toe, so they have to put a nice thick white base coat on before they can continue. (laughs) so no but it's once you're you're painted it's completely different you feel like a million dollars it's it's, it completely changes you but it takes anywhere from three and a half to six hours to do stuff like that that particular look was almost four hours from start to finish and then
2: when then after you get body painted then you're kind of like walking around and stuff do you uh the, the, does the do you does the paint like kind of start to crack or uh, do, does your like skin tighten up being with the covered in paint body paint?
6: It it really depends. Now if you're if you're a person that sweats a lot, yes, it will. But luckily, I don't sweat very often. So I most of the time, as long as I'm not sitting for too long in one position to where my skin's touching my skin, it usually it stays pretty well. Until I, and I guess as soon as I step in the shower though it's gone.
2: And I and I guess when you're out there you'd like it to be like a nice uh, 85, eighty five, ninety degrees out there. That not, would be
6: nice. <laughs> that would be nice. And so that was uh, the so, end of August, so it was really nice out.
2: So we so something tells me we can't ever get you in North Dakota to do a body paint photo shoot in
6: December. <laughs> That's for sure not happening. Unless we're indoors <laughs> with lots of heaters.
2: <laughs> Another question I wanted to ask is uh, you uh, I, you you have like a, a, a pet squirrel or uh, something of that nature?
6: I actually rehab squirrels. Yes, I have one that is a non-release. That she's three years old now. I got her in the middle of Rona, so I named her Inda because I'm Sativa Sandra. So and she's uh, her tail is short and she's just not she can't ever be released. So I do have one pet. Uh, and then I have seven babies that I am still feeding milk three times a day. Uh, they will get released uh, about the beginning of July of next year, probably end of May, May or June. So, yeah, I rehab them and release them. Uh, I I just have this connection with squirrels. It's insane. Since I was a little girl, I was always dubbed Snow White, and it's just come into my all, my my whole life basically last year or this summer i released a, a chipmunk and i rehabbed and released a chipmunk and uh five squirrels i've released last within the past year uh all altogether i've probably rehabbed i would say probably twenty five thirty squirrels in the last and, 15 uh, years now you mentioned that
2: uh you know you're, you're, you're a mom and a grandma so now i'm did you uh you know, you mentioned uh, how your how your mother treated you, but uh, and I'm sure that you didn't do that with your children, but did uh did your children want to get in modeling? Uh uh and uh did you do what you could to encourage that or did you try and persuade them to do something? Absolutely.
6: Yep, I raised my children to believe that they were beautiful from the inside out and it didn't matter what anyone said or or any of the above as long as they looked in the mirror and knew that they were beautiful no matter what. Uh, yes, my daughter actually has been published with me a, a couple of times. Um, most recently, we, uh, Hemp Queens Inc. did a pro-choice uh, special edition, and we we did a set together that I, I've just recently posted. And then my son has also done modeling images, but he's not. Uh, he he just kind of stopped with it. He's He went on to start his family or to con- continue his family. So they're expecting another baby, so it's my daughter right now. So we're getting ready to add two more grandbabies in there. So yes, yeah, so but both of them, uh, they both have amazing amounts of confidence. Like I, and they're not overconfident either. So that's a huge plus because that's that's negative. Now, but definitely, with the, with that be, yeah. So with that being said, then
2: if you if you were to give a a, a you know, I, this, is not a, this is not a therapy session, obviously, but if you were to give a parent some advice on uh, how to encourage their child, how what advice would you give so
6: that they can avoid doing what
2: happened to you?
6: Uh, mainly just to always be positive and whatever they ask you or want to be or want to do, encourage it. Because whether it works out or not, you at least always encourage them and we're always there for them, and that's the most important part of parenting in the first place. Um, I have a saying that when you, have, when you have kids, your whole life changes, but when you have grandkids, your whole world changes. And you have to instill into each and every one of them that they're perfect exactly the way they were. And if everybody were the same and everybody were, you know, what the society calls is beautiful, then the world would be a boring place. And, uh, we'll, we'll,
2: yeah, we'll kind of translate it a little bit. Now, you've, uh, you, you have, uh, I believe it's uh, three
6: magazines that you do now,
2: and you're working oh, on four. three more. Is that correct?
6: No, I have four actual magazines. Hemp, Queen Inc. Hemp Queen's Inc. is for women. Hemp King's Inc. is for the men. And then Hemp Queen's Kink, which is for the kink community. And then Hemp Divas Plus uh, Inc., which is also for the LGBTQ plus community. So there's four. Well, here, I've released two, and the other two have not released yet. I have not released an issue yet for those two, but they're coming. And uh, believe it or not, I'm going to freely admit
2: this: that uh, I'm not uh, I'm not really the model type, but I do look uh, cute, uh, like when the lights are off, really. Uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, Matthias does too, especially when he's uh, going through some texts, but. Uh, what would uh what would it take to have uh, me and Matthias do like modeling in your uh your uh your mail magazine, you know, uh you know, just uh you know, uh you know, a picture of me and him modeling like something and then uh, have like a dartboard around it or
6: something. I would love that. <laughs> All that would take would be a photographer that can submit professional images that are high quality, high resolution. And just the credits—that's that's all it takes. Is just and, uh, a, a well, photographer that can submit high-resolution images.
2: Well, Matthias, do you ever think of being a model?
4: Well, I mean, I already am quite a model, and I mean, everywhere I go, people uh, tend that's to true. stop and stare. So, I mean, if if you, you <laughs> want right? to put me in a magazine where people can keep me in their home to themselves, you know, that that that's on them. Let's let's do it. I'm cool with it. Yeah. Matthias,
2: her, her magazine is Hemp Queen. It's not Fifty Shades of Grey.
4: Well, I mean that's fine. That's fine, and Danny, I'll, <laughs> I'll do whatever it takes. I'll put... People like to see Matthias the way he is, whether he's clothed or not, whether he's whatever, whether he's throwing a football or he's throwing a clothesline. You know, they're willing to see me do uh, anything and everything. So the more the merrier. Well, that's
6: so, the best part how of my many, uh, You can do whatever.
2: With, uh, with your two magazines, how many, different, uh, how many issues uh, have you had of, of both?
6: Um, I'm getting ready to release, actually I was working on it today, issue 38 for Hem Queens Inc. Uh, Hem Queens Kink, I'm getting ready to, or pretty, probably within the next month I'll be releasing uh, the sixth issue of that. And then the other two, I just need a couple of more submissions before I'm comfortable releasing them. So I'm and, there. The other two are getting ready to release.
2: And how many different magazines have you uh, – this is actually going to be a two-part question because it, it's kind, of, it kind of goes with my ego question. Uh, how many different magazines have you uh, been a cover gal on? How many magazines have you been in, if you know? And uh, uh, tell us what your basement's like, uh, having all the different magazines on the wall in picture frames, kind of like what <laughs> Bret Hart does with his.
6: <laughs> well, I I definitely don't have that I did start I was buying all the magazines that I was in For the first little while till I realized I would spent like almost $600 And then I was like, okay I'm only buying the covers from now on <laughs> So I have been published um, Between 135 and 140 times On the inside um, And then covers I believe I'm at 18 covers 18 or 19 And I've probably been on just guessing uh, the cover of twelve or thirteen ink magazines that are out, wow, that's
2: awesome now uh when you uh first when you first decided that you were going to uh publish your first magazine what what was uh, what was your main uh thought? It's like uh you know if the, if it goes
6: great, if not, I'll try something else what was your what was your hope at the beginning? I just wanted to grow confidence. I, I don't – it has nothing to do with making a, a penny. It's all about growing confidence because to me, that, I'm, I'm the richest person in the world when I get to put people on my covers that have never been on a cover before or um, that are just excited to be a model in general and, you know, otherwise wouldn't, wouldn't try if it weren't for me out there telling them that they're worthy.
2: And if uh, someone uh, – and yeah, I don't know if you, you do this or not, but if someone wanted to, like, advertise in your magazine, what, do, you, do you, uh, I'm sure
6: that you do sell ads and stuff, correct? I actually don't sell them. I, I give them <laughs> because, again, this isn't about money. It's all about uh, – I mean, even it does cost me a lot of time to make a magazine, but I do the whole thing by myself. I, I edit. I publish. I all of it myself. Um, I don't print it, but everything else I do. So uh, for especially the Hemp Queens, um, all women ads are free. I don't, I've never charged. I give out a, a one-page free ad. So what would? It's just uh, about growing what,
2: confidence. Mm.
6: So what would we have to
2: do to have you advertise just one time the Attitude Air Live Show in your magazine?
6: All, all I need is your logo and information, an 8x10 page of whatever you want on. It. That's what I need. Well, and then,
2: uh, <laughs> hey, that'd be cool, right? We we get put, put
4: in a magazine. For, now, uh, Matthias, uh, that, we got a picture of you. We got a picture of and We got a picture of me. Yeah. And uh, now all we need is an 8x10 of me holding both my title belts. That's all we need. Well, we need like five or six poses, though. <laughs> Right, that perfectly fine me. I got multiple promo pictures I could put on this.
2: Well, I'll tell you what he well, he, I know he doesn't sound like it, Sandra, but he is a pretty good looking guy. Even though he's not my type, he is a pretty good looking guy, though.
6: <laughs> well, it looks are only skin deep. the The beauty comes from inside, and I hear beauty in all of you.
3: Well, Matthias, you may have all those promo pictures of you. But Granny's got lots of pictures at different wrestling events, you know, talking to the bad guys and doing what Granny does best, being one of the best fans in the world of independent wrestling today.
4: So Well know. I mean I mean that that's cool and all, Granny. That that's very great and all, but I mean I'm the one with the gold and from what hey, I remember look you. At you my, were supposed look to at send... my
3: look at my look at my profile picture, buddy. I'm holding a pretty snazzy belt there myself, and you but, know I mean, I've when got Granny you. went when Grant well what you do when Granny went to WrestleMania <laughs> this year with my family and my friend from New York, I had the people from Fight TV do an interview with me, and people are still talking about that interview. I found out from a very reliable source that. One of the people that's involved with WrestleCon was actually talking to my friend that went with us to Texas, and he was actually asking my friend if I had a table set up during WrestleCon because people were so amazed with me walking around. I was very popular in Texas this year at, well, at my very you first didn't break WrestleCon. It <laughs> no, I did not break a hip, and you sound like my wrestling buddies that you know tell me to sit down and shut up before I break a hip. So that just goes to show you how popular and how much how many people actually love Granny Holster. So just throwing well, that out I mean, there, Matthias.
4: I've had to deal with a lot of old ladies. I mean, when I was going off my boot camp match a couple of weeks ago, I had one hit me in the back with her cane, trying to be all tough and. I sat her down pretty quick before I end up fighting against Eric Bischoff. So I mean, it was. Uh, I mean, I'm not. I'm not used to making, or I'm pretty used to making sure old ladies sit down before they injure themselves.
2: All right, well, guys, we uh, we want to get back. This is Sandra's time.
4: Uh, so we have uh, Sandra
2: <laughs> as our guest here. We have seven minutes here left with Sandra, and uh, we uh, we do appreciate uh, you joining us. But uh, so we can do this before we run out of time. Before these guys have another WrestleMania here in the studio. Uh, what uh, if our fans want to check you out? Uh, do you have a Facebook and Instagram a YouTube a Twitter a Twitch or TikTok? What do you got?
6: I do uh, my Instagram <laughs> is at it's actually I hate people I H a eight have said that since the day I was born <laughs> my Facebook is the Sandra Browning Nicholas um, My website's hemqueens dot com. Uh, You can catch my magazines on Instagram at Hemp Queens Inc. Mag, Hemp Kings Inc. Mag, Hemp Divas Inc. Mag, and Hemp Queens Kink Mag. Um, uh, You can reach me through any of that. And I just have to say, uh, I have to add to that. Y'all can keep your belt. I'll keep the crown.
4: (laughs) There you go. All right, well, now I got an idea. Now it's going to be me versus you. I'll put my diamond title on the line. You put your crown on the line. I'm in. <laughs> we'll do it we'll do it inside a cage. Yes.
6: Yeah, I'm in.
2: Uh, you know, and I'll tell you what, uh, Sandra, I know exactly what uh outfit you can wear for the for the event. Uh uh I think it was a, a, a recent photo shoot where you uh were wearing a crown and uh on your Facebook thing you said, uh, do I look a little witchy? That outfit? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes.
6: Absolutely. No, I was kinda
2: <laughs> I was kind of curious. Now, do you get to keep all the outfits that you wear? Or do you uh, do you make them yourself, or do you buy them? Or
6: uh, I do. I we, purchase I, them all myself.
2: Oh, so you don't really yeah, have a designer or anything?
6: No, no. I purchase them all. I I purchase the pieces and put them together myself.
5: And, yeah, makeup uh, too. This,
6: I I've, I always do my own makeup and hair also. Well. Uh,
2: how, what's, what's the longest it takes you to make a costume?
6: Uh, well, all I, all I do is really add, it, add the pieces to the cart, and then when I get it, I put it all together. And now I've been doing this for so long, I have so much. Uh, I have five years' worth of stuff. So, of course, I, you know, I have two closets, <laughs> two large closets, and <laughs> they're both fine. My husband just has a few drawers. Well so that that kinda sounds like quite that
2: kinda sounds like my bedroom. Uh I my wife has we have not that you care, but we have four closets in our apartment. Uh she <laughs> has three and a half of them. I have a half of them.
6: That's how my house and, goes. <laughs> <laughs> uh
2: we have uh we have uh, Miss uh uh Sandra's our guest here and uh, we only got a few minutes here left. Uh and uh so uh Real quick here, if you uh, could give some advice to someone out there that want to get into modeling, what advice would you give them, and how could they uh, uh, be, a, uh, be a feature in uh, your, one of your publications?
6: Um, this is what I tell everybody when they reach out to me about wanting to be in a magazine, is all it takes is a little bit of confidence, um, a professional photo shoot with high-resolution images that don't have any watermarks, and that and take those images do not share them on your social medias submit them to magazines once the magazine drops that's when you can share them and do whatever you want to with them but you can anybody that wants to be a model can be a model and that's all you have to do is get a set done which is you know five to ten images of the same outfit the same background just different poses and submit them to magazines again don 't share them on your social media that 's a huge one because a lot of people get photo shoots and they want to share them right away because they 're so good, and they fall in love with themselves and and then magazines are like, well, these are already posted so and they want exclusivity so that that 's probably my my best advice and If you still aren 't quite confident enough, reach out to me i 'll help you through it now if uh, if do you uh do, are these uh,
2: paid appearances, or uh, are they um, just a way to get
6: someone's name out there? It's really just a way to get someone's name out there. And when, I, when photographers reach out to me and ask me to shoot, I don't charge for my rates. I, um, even though I, I am established and I do have the following amount, and that where I should be charging at this point, I don't ever charge for photo shoots. I only work on a TFP basis which is trade for print because the photo shoot that I do with, with the photographer is, you know, I, I shoot to get submitted to, to be published, not to share them on social media. Like I do this for, you know, to continue my legacy really is the way to, the best way to put it.
2: That's awesome. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, uh, Sandra, you have been so awesome and I do appreciate everything you do. And I, uh, uh, i did uh send you the uh show information our, our logo there if you could uh any, oh, anything you can do even 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 if you even if it's uh where they can uh rip out the page and uh, use it as scrap paper any kind of uh promotion that you can do to help us we sure would uh, appreciate uh you Well, we already do appreciate you more than you know but we anything you can do to help us out we sure would appreciate
6: absolutely i'm on it Definitely. Awesome. Thank you very well, I'll much. Tell you I what, appreciate
2: it. Thank you, Sandra. And one last thing, uh, and I know this is kind of an ego question, but uh, uh, I did make a cool little collector's card for you. I know you published it on your Facebook. I,
6: I just want to know your personal opinion on that. I absolutely love it. Yeah, you you picked some of my favorite pictures. Yeah, I absolutely love it. I thought it was extremely cool. I shared it all over the place. Awesome. Thank you
2: well, I'll tell you what we love you, Sandra. Thank you for joining us, and uh we will definitely have you on again if we didn't scare you away too much.
6: I appreciate it. I had a blast. Much love to you all. Thank you so much for having me.
2: Thank you, Sandra. We love you all right, Sandra. that was uh Sandra, ladies and gentlemen, and uh hey, Matthias, we definitely got to work on getting you in the magazine. I
4: think that'd be awesome. Well, yeah, since uh, Below Zero Wrestling decided not to put me in the wrestling magazine they had a while back, but they decided to use Jack Ledger, Jake Taylor, and Rock Solid Ross. Throw up.
2: I would say. uh, We're going to take
5: a quick little break,
2: and uh, we'll be back after we hear these messages from our sponsor, and uh, we'll go to our next guest after we hear these messages
5: ladies and gentlemen the new clocks are here the new clocks are here yes for a limited time you can get your very own 89.1 ken's fm clock for a 25 dollar donation you can get a classic analog round faced clock with the 89.1 ken's fm logo on the front just go to our website www.kensfm.com and under the more merch tab you will find the clocks along with numerous other new merch you can order get yours now while supplies last we have these in limited quantity so order now at www.kensfm.com
2: all right ladies and gentlemen stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle the coolest wrestling promoter that does not live in the state of North Dakota. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the man himself. We have Matt Classic Creed.
0: Uh, great great to be on, guys.
2: How are you, sir?
0: Pretty good. How about yourself, guys?
2: Good. Uh, here's what we're going to do. Uh, uh, you, you have that script for that promo, right?
0: Uh, not in front of me, boss. I'm on my telephone.
2: All right, well, I will go ahead and text it to you real quick, and then we can, uh, we can do that at the end. Uh, but before right. we do that, if you want to give us a little background about yourself, then I'll ask you some questions, and then uh, my other two co-hosts will try and get a job with you. <laughs>
0: uh, yes, uh, I'm, I'm Matt Classic. I've been in the wrestling business over 20 years. Uh, I've been the executive director of AWF Wrestling for about the past 15 years. And uh, we're doing pretty good. I know Below Zero is one of our great partners out in North Dakota.
2: Oh, so you have worked with those guys?
0: Oh, yeah. I know Nick and them, yeah. Uh,
2: have you? Uh, well, then uh, we'll see if you've heard of my co-host. Uh, but we're, we're, I'm going to take some time first before uh, he uh, steals the rest of the airtime because I know he's going to try and get a job with you. Uh, so now you, you've been in the business for over 20 years. What was the main uh, motivation for starting your own promotion?
0: Uh, well, the it was started by my partner, Mr. Dean Puckett, back in uh, 1992, and uh, I got involved with him, and he graciously put me in the position of executive director of our organization. And uh, we have uh, 96 promotions in uh, 29 countries currently.
2: So with your uh, promotional style, are you, uh, are you like a Vince McMahon who sends out the troops? Are you like a Paul Heyman that uh, likes to get in front of the camera and be loud and boisterous and run everything? Or are you more like a Triple H that will uh, screw over a wrestler if they get more popular than you?
0: I mean, I think you have to put the, the pieces in the right position, and you just have to let it go. Sometimes it goes good, sometimes it doesn't. It just depends. It's like gambling.
2: Now, is there uh, ever been a time that uh, uh, as a promoter that you had to get involved and uh, you didn't want to?
0: Uh, well, yeah, some, some guys can get out of control. It is the professional wrestling business. And, uh, you know, sometimes the, they're not the coolest heads in the, in the game, so you do have to get involved. Thankfully, I'm 6'4", and uh, right around. I used to be around 300 pounds, now about 250, so I can handle myself out there.
2: Uh, we have uh, Matt Classic as our guest here. We're, we're on eighty-nine point one FM. We got uh, twenty-six minutes left. Uh, I'm going to ask you a, a few. Uh, I'm going to ask you a few more questions. We're going to do a roundtable first, but before we do that, uh, we do have to take care of a little legal business, uh, and then we'll be back after these messages. Uh, we'll do a little uh, legal thing, and then we'll be right back.
5: You're listening to 89.1 KENS FM, KNNZ FM, Holly Fargo-Moorhead, independent public radio for Fargo-Moorhead and the Valley. Also on the web at www.kensfm.com.
2: Now, uh, before we uh, go to uh, my first co-host, I just got to ask you, as a, uh, I know that you're a wrestler too, but as a wrestler, are you... Uh, Like a technical wrestler like a Bret Hart are you a brawler like stone cold Steve Austin or are you more of a high fire high flyer like a Rey Mysterio? Hey, when I actually
0: got in the ring I I just went for the win. So I mean whatever worked
2: But it's been so does that make you so does that make you a heel a baby face an in-betweeny or a crowd guy?
0: Hey, that's the fan. That's the fan's call. That's not my call
2: well, I'll tell you what, I, I was kind of hoping you'd say the other thing. Uh, Granny, he's not a heel, <laughs> but uh, what well, we have a good our thing guests. He's... Matt Classic, that's a good go thing ahead, he's Granny. Not
3: heel. That's a good thing he's not a heel. Well, welcome to the show. And Granny does not like the heels, by the way. I can talk from pretty good smack, <laughs> smack to people that are, you know, the heels, you know, which that makes my job as a wrestling fan so much fun. But uh, one of my questions to you is, do you enjoy being a wrestler more than a promoter, or which you enjoy doing the most?
0: Uh, honestly, for me, it's um, the opposite. I, I enjoy the interaction, and uh, I thankfully know people around the world, and the AOBF has helped me to meet people around the world in this wrestling business. It's been a wonderful experience.
3: Awesome. That's awesome.
2: Now, what would you do uh, if uh, if Granny wanted to uh, uh, come out and be ringside and get involved in a match?
3: How would you handle that?
0: Hey, we got security for that. That's not my job, but uh, we, we
5: hey, tried not to let the now, fans get involved.
3: Now, Icon, now wait, now wait a minute, Icon. Now, you kind of worded that question wrong. I don't physically get involved in the match. Just so you know there, Matt, I mean, I set – from my seat, and I cheer, and I boo, and I holler, and I help get the crowd excited, but I do not physically get involved, okay? I do not physically well, uh, get involved in the match.
2: Well, I'm actually glad you said that, because that sets it up for the next guy. Uh, Matt, I want to introduce you to uh, my other co-host. He he is our <laughs> resident wrestler here. He's also known as the Human pincushion. And uh, if you ask him, uh, he could come work a wrestling, couple wrestling matches for you, and uh, he'll help you sell tickets and raise the ratings. You can just ask him yourself. So, uh, Nightmare, what do you have for our guest? Go ahead. Well,
5: uh,
4: my mic's there. We go. My mic is finally on. Thank you. Yes, you are talking to the man from every woman's greatest dream and every man's worst nightmare. North Dakota's number one heel, the man from every woman's greatest dream. The current reigning, defending and undisputed EWI Diamond and APW World Heavyweight champion Matthias here. Welcome onto the show. Uh yeah, I'm always down to work, uh different promotions. I worked as you as you had mentioned, you're familiar with uh, below zero. I've worked with uh in people with in Kansas, in uh soon to be Arkansas hopefully. I've been to Minnesota, Wisconsin. Uh, all those kind of places I'm trying to go anywhere and everywhere I'm po- uh, that wants me. Uh, Granny kind of took my question there with uh, being what would you like uh, better between being a promoter and a wrestler. Um, so I guess my main question now would be uh, what was the toughest uh, thing you've ever, like the toughest obstacle you had to jump over when it came to, like, wrestling and promoting? Was it, like, training? Was it – getting to learn the locker room etiquette. what was one of the toughest challenges you've had uh, throughout your career uh,
0: I, honestly the toughest, toughest i probably had is the travel because i did like weekends of two three thousand miles at a time so
4: yeah that's always killer i remember i traveled from uh from fargo to michigan down to wisconsin and back and that already took a toll out of me i don't even know how many miles i drove there but yeah i mean it's like to me traveling is always fun cuz you know like I mean yeah. it all depends on if you're alone or if you've got a group with you. Like with me I've always got my merch people with me. So they always keep me awake and always keep me entertained while we're traveling the multiple multiple miles going through all these states.
2: Oh, you actually admit that you have merch people. Okay. All right.
4: Well, yes. that's a,
2: that's a stretch for you.
4: Yeah, well I mean one a fan of mine, a good friend of mine decided, "Hey, do you want to do some merchandise?" And of course, you know Matthias does not need merchandise. I mean, I just, I'm out there popular as it is, but apparently some people want to wear my face on their shirt or, you know, have a beer koozie with my face on it. So, you know, we decided to do a little bit of merch and my merch crew always wants to travel with me to get the experience that I do. So I, I let them travel with me and, uh, go places that I get to go. So uh, I guess my next uh, question, Matt is,
2: uh, if, uh, Uh, the modern nightmare here uh, would want to come wrestle for you. What would he need to do, uh, uh, or basically any wrestler for that matter, have to uh, do to come uh, wrestle for you?
0: Well, I mean, personally, it's mostly our our federations running. I mean, I run a little bit um, each year, a few shows, but I I stay pretty busy with 96 promotions, uh, dealing with them, dealing with our championships. We have seven active championships around the globe right now, so. But um uh, you know I I can give you some contacts if they want to hit me up. I mean I I give you some contacts. I know a lot of people.
2: So now you mentioned that you have promotions all over the world. Now do you uh uh do you, uh do a lot of uh traveling? Do you like go from to every promotion just to make sure that everything is running the way that you expect it to?
0: Uh well thankfully with the internet age you can you can get a good feel of things um from a home office actually. But um uh, when I was younger, yes, I would, I would travel a lot more, and I've seen you know two thirds of the United States at this point.
2: And uh, you mentioned you have uh, you have uh, promotions uh, all over the uh, 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 all over the world, but uh, how often do you travel overseas?
5: Uh, at all? I,
0: have, I haven't been to overseas in quite a while. Uh, I went to South Africa thanks to AWF Wrestling. We had a partnership over there, uh, which we currently have a different partnership over there. Um, They actually, um, WPW runs the Coca-Cola Rumble there. They run like a 30,000-seat stadium once a year over in uh, Johannesburg.
2: Really? Now, how many different wrestlers do you have on your roster?
0: Uh, Well, I wouldn't say anybody would be necessarily on my roster. We just, uh, we have uh, championships that we crown and they're they're defended. Like our current world champion, Mr. Damian Wayne, he he goes around the world. Um, Our American champion is out in California, Sir Samurai. He's based out of California. Our tag champions are out Oklahoma City. Uh, like I said, uh, I know y'all know Gino Rivera, our Cruiserweight champion.
4: Matthias, uh, you know him? Gino Rivera, yeah, he's wrestled for uh, for EZW a couple times. He's actually a really cool guy. He's a really good wrestler.
2: You beat him, didn't you?
4: No, I. I the one thing, uh, that is one person I've yet to compete against is Gino. Uh, Gino, when he came in here, of course, got to wrestle uh, our champion, uh, currently Jack Ledger. <laughs> But yeah, Gino's been a Gino's a cool guy. He's he's very athletic. He's very talented, and uh, he's a really good heel. But of course, Matthias is North Dakota's number one heel. So if they ever wanted to do Gino versus Matthias, I think uh, we can make something work.
2: Now, would you? Uh, uh, we have uh, Matt uh, Creed as our uh, guest here. We're on eighty-nine point one FM. We got uh, eighteen minutes here with our guy. So now, when you. Uh, when you uh, have all these uh, different promotions and you have all these different, uh, uh, I, I don't know, do they still send in tapes or uh, do they send in uh, resumes and stuff saying, hey, check me out? Or uh, do, you, uh, do you go out and uh, watch different uh, promotions and then you're like, geez, I'd like to add that wrestler to my roster uh, or promotion. Uh, Take well- us through that, how that works.
5: All right, well,
0: uh, how that works, a lot of time, word of mouth is, is the best way to get noticed in this business. I'll say that up front. Um, if guys are talking about you, you're doing something right, and usually word of mouth will make you check someone out. Um, but like I said, I talk to my promotional partners. Um, some of them I might talk to once a week. Some of them I might talk to once a month. Some of them I might talk to two, three times a year only. But um, they'll give me, like, the rundown of what's going on, and they'll send me footage and, and such. And, I mean, I always have talent talking to me, and uh, it's wonderful. I love seeing you know, I love seeing new talent. I love seeing guys develop. I mean, because that's the whole point is to to keep going, to get better, to get get new. Because we want wrestling to live way past our lifetime. We want you know, wrestling to live on forever.
2: Now, was that was that being said? Then, when you when you are doing uh, your promotional thing, do you have? Uh, I, I wanted to kind of go a little. Um, behind the scenes here, Uh, but we'll keep K-Pay, but uh, when you uh, are doing, are you promoting your shows now, do you have uh, someone that designs your posters? Uh, Do you have someone that uh, uh, books your arenas? Take us through that.
0: Okay, yeah, I do have someone that does my posters. I have a guy I regularly use, um, Josh Kyle. Um, He also runs ICS in uh, West Virginia, which is a good show for everybody to check out, Um, but um, usually, um, I I'm, I'm running in a venue that somebody else already has that's one of my partners. So, like, I don't have to book it. They book it for me. They give me the date. I'll be like, hey, I want to run this. And they're like, okay, cool. And that's how we do it. We work up, you know, a deal, how to split the money and such. That's so what now with that, being,
2: with that being said, then, uh, if so, someone wanted to have you come and put on a show, say, like here in North Dakota, where uh, you can have someone uh, beat the tar out of uh, Granny's buddy, uh, Sylvester J. Fox. Uh, my new manager. Well, well, we'll get to that. I, I wanted, You just spoiled that.
4: <laughs> Thanks
2: a lot. Uh, so if we wanted to get you here to perform the show, what would we have to do?
0: I mean, personally, I try to stay out of areas. Like I said, my, my buddies at Below Zero Wrestling do a great job in North Dakota. And, like, if we get, like, any interest to our Facebook page or our social media from – organizations in a certain area i'll probably forward that information along to my partner in that area if i have one
2: so you you send wrestlers to below zero wrestling then
0: yeah well yeah but i would i would tell them like if somebody said like if this was high school or uh anybody wanted to run a show i'd say hey uh you know my, my pals the below zero wrestling over there uh, they run in the north dakota area they're the best to. here's their number give them a call
2: Oh, so so you're not one of those guys that uh, so you're not like a Vince McMahon that's going to go and in, uh, invade somebody else's territory, then?
0: No, see that's the whole concept of the AIWF. Everybody has their territory. We give everybody, you know, usually about a 60 mile halo from their home base. So, and some some have a little bit better deal than that. I'll be honest. Like if you have TV or something, because a couple do have local TV.
2: Uh, Matt Classic Creed is our guest here on 89.1 Kens FM. we we got about, uh, well, we got about uh, 10 minutes with our buddy here. Uh, now, uh, for, for those of uh, you, the regular listeners, if you go to our Facebook page, Attitude Era, Monday Live Monday, you like that. Uh, go to uh, 89.1 Kens FM page on Facebook like that. Do a $10 a month donation to Power of the Tower. We'll get you automatically qualified to win an uh, autographed picture of a past guest, current guest, or future guest. Now, uh, would you be willing to send us a few autographs for giveaways?
0: Oh sure, I, I, I got I got some other um, AWF memorabilia as well. I can probably send your way.
2: Cool, and then I will uh, send you that address of where to send that, and then we'll uh, take Perfect. care of that. Now, uh, what? Uh, how many? Uh, when is your next show? Uh, without giving ticket price or anything like that, but when is your next show? Where is it? Uh, when is it? And uh, are tickets still available? And how would they get tickets?
0: Well, we always have shows because we have so many partners. Some run weekly, some run. Yeah, all the time. But um, my my last show was um, just uh, about two weeks ago. We ran the the eleventh annual AWF Crazy Eight tournament, which uh, Rob Killjoy won down in Lumberton, North Carolina. And we're, we're, I'm honestly gearing up for our. Um, we have our thirty first anniversary show. We haven't set a date yet, but that, that's that's what I'm in the planning stages of right now.
2: And uh, when you um, you know you mentioned that uh, you kind of pretty much have a home base that you stay in. Uh, is there any, um, is there any place that you really want to go that you haven't had a chance to go to yet that you'd like to book?
7: Mm.
0: I mean, I always want a new country, but I mean, uh, you, you can pretty much just about name any country and, and we're in there. Um, like we have our, um, our European title tournament coming up in, uh, Barcelona, Spain. Thanks to Lucha Libre, Barcelona. Um, Australia's doing great. Um, Oh we got guys in Pakistan, the Pro Wrestling Federation of Pakistan. And we got guys all over from coast to coast in the United States. I mean we we pretty much cover most areas right now.
2: Is and uh I, I <clears throat> there's gotta be a wrestler that you know that you looked up to that uh you've uh that uh got you inspired to do what you're doing. Who was that? What wrestler was that? And you can't say me Cause that'd be too easy. And you can't say Matthias. Cause we know you'd be lying then.
0: Oh, well, I'm a Carolina boy. So, I mean, I grew up on Ric Flair and I mean, Ric Flair, he's always going to be the best to me. So.
2: Awesome. Now, uh, have you ever met Ric Flair?
0: I have actually, I've met him about two or three times in my lifetime.
2: And, uh, what, what I'm just kind of curious. Cause, uh, I, I know it's like when I meet my heroes, I, I sit there and I drool all over myself. Not that anybody cares, but, uh, when you first met Rick Flair, what was that like the first time you met him?
0: I mean, I mean, he, he's a character. He 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 lives his image, and that that is him. It's, it's not a gimmick. And, uh, I mean, you know, he's, he's probably not the nicest guy to meet in the world, but, I mean, he's a legend, and that's who you want to meet. And we <clears> used <throat> use his son, uh, Reed Flair, uh, before his untimely passing.
2: Well, you know, I'll tell you what, every uh, wrestler that we've had – uh, on our show, uh, with the exception of one, and no Matthias, I'm not talking about you. Uh, uh, the one guy that we, uh, well, I, I know he loved Granny, but uh, w- the one half of Harlem <laughs> Heat, and I'm not, and I don't mean Booker T. Uh, his partner was not exactly oh. the greatest guy in the world. Yeah,
0: I mean that's how it goes. I mean, you got to understand these guys; they they beat their bodies up. They they travel. I mean, they. They put their life into a lot of them, and a lot of them, they, they, they live it. So, I mean, it's just what it is. I mean, I've met tons of legends in my career. I mean, thankfully, it's been it's been good to me. I mean, I'm I'm glad to be the executive director right now and to be the one making the calls, I guess you can call it. But, um, yeah, I've, I've got to meet, like, Ivan Koloff, uh, Magnum TA, Dusty Rhodes, everybody, like, everybody you can think of I got to meet. So, I mean, it so you get, a great so time.
2: So you get to meet the Americans re and Buffy uh, Rhodes, and did he say, hey, baby, we're going to go out to that ring there, and we're going to entertain these people, and then we're going to go out for a couple Budweisers after the match.
0: <laughs> uh, I, I just told Terry Funk to call him the egg-sucking doll, because they were on an event together the one I was at. So <laughs> it was a continuation of that long-running feud at the time.
2: Now, is there anybody uh, in the wrestling community, whether it be uh, past, present, future, that you well, not future, I guess, but uh, past or present that you really want to meet that you haven't had the opportunity to meet yet?
5: Uh,
0: I, I wouldn't say that, but, but probably like, always when I book events and then, like, somebody gets signed by the big leagues, and I'm like, damn, well, well, why do they got to get signed at this time? Uh, that happened with uh, Desmond Xavier, who's, who's on NXT right now, uh, ACH. And I'm like, oh, like, oh like, I really tried to book them, and I'm like, ah, oh, they get, they get signed.
2: You know, and that, that leads to my next question. I do ask uh, all independent wrestlers this, uh, and I pretty much know your answer, but I'm gonna I'm gonna ask anyway. Let's say that uh, um, like an official from the WWE or AEW uh, heard what you're doing and all, do all the stuff that you do in uh, your promotions, and they wanted to hire you. Two part question: one is that something you <laughs> want to do because we know that you do have the drive to get that big time contract, and Part two. If you do get a big time contract like that, would you not big time us and still talk to us?
0: Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think anybody's going to take that that opportunity if it's given to them. I think it's just common sense. Um, but um, I'll I talk to you. I'll talk to anybody. I talk to any and everybody now.
2: <laughs> well, you know, uh, I will say this, and uh, this is just a little sidebar here. Uh, Kenzie Page, uh, when she was 17 years old, we were, we were actually her first interview here on uh Dare Live, and uh, I got a call from uh, our other co-host, Big Swing, uh, and he said, hey, you got to turn on AEW, Kenzie Page is on there. And I'm like, really? So I turned it on, and there she was. And then uh, after the show was over, I called her up, and uh, she says, hey, Icon, how you doing? I only got a few minutes. I said, no, I don't want to take up any of your time. I just You, you kept your promise. You're still talking to me, and you're, you're working for AEW. So I thought that was kind of cool. And, uh, you know, I like to say that our show is kind of like a launching pad for, uh, you know, young wrestlers that are up and coming. Uh, like, look at all the bookings Matthias has gotten because of this show. Right, Matthias?
4: Well, I mean, yeah, I've gotten a few because of you, but most of the time it's been promoters reaching out to me. There has been a couple, like uh, uh, the guy from South Carolina, Chief J Eagle. uh, Him and I got in contact because of you. Uh, That one Brian guy from the WWE that we got to talk to a little bit. I've been in cahoots with him and talked about working for other promotions. So, yeah, it's helped me a little bit, but otherwise it's been I've already had the bookings before I joined the show, so it's been kind of familiar territory most of the way.
2: But I will say one thing though. I'm, uh, I hate to admit this, but I'm also responsible for Eric Bischoff getting in your face, which was kind of, which was kind of fun.
4: Well, yeah. You, I mean, you opened up your mouth, so then Eric Bischoff decided to uh, try to close mine with a golf club. But anyway,
2: <laughs> <laughs> have you ever, uh, Matt? Have you ever met Eric Bischoff?
0: I've never met Eric Bischoff, but I have met C.J. Eagle. I've known him since I was ten years old. And I'm almost thirty-seven, so.
2: Yeah, I'll tell you what. He's a great guy. He's a funny guy. And uh, Matthai, hey, icon,
3: I've got a question. I've got a question for that really quick. You know, when you mentioned th- when you mentioned you had some tag team champions from Oklahoma City. Who are those guys? Because I I live in Arkansas, so I don't know if I know uh, them or not. Uh,
0: yeah, um, right now uh, Drake Gallows and uh, SLQ just beat the Psychotic Messengers. About uh, I think about two weeks ago. To win it over there and, well, and,
3: uh, I am I am friends with Drake Gallows. I know I have known Drake for many years, and I also know Damian Wayne too. I, Damian Wayne's wrestled for some shows here in Arkansas at different promotions here in Arkansas. So I know, but I but I'm very good friends with Drake Gallows. I don't know yeah, Drake, if I know his Drake tag team partners.
0: He's, he's a former tag team, and Drake also was our former um, AWF national champion at one point.
3: Okay. Okay. Yeah, I know Drake. I'm very good friends with, Granny's very good, good friends with Drake Gallows. Yeah, yeah he guy. is. He is. Yeah, he is. So I was just kind of couldn't, curious. He's the world said, champion, but he's a good guy. When you, met, when you mentioned Oklahoma City, I thought, hmm, I wonder if it's anybody I know. So, yeah, we so we I had, with, had to uh, ask. So.
0: Yeah, we deal with Empire Wrestling and uh, Unified Wrestling Oklahoma. They're both um, our partners in Oklahoma City and the surrounding area.
3: Okay. Okay. Yeah, I know a lot of guys that wrestle for UWO too, so I probably know, you know, some of those guys as well. I've never been to their shows, but because uh, Oklahoma City is about three and a half hours away from me, but um, I know a lot of the guys that wrestle for UWO. So,
2: uh, Matt Classic Creeds, yes, our guest here. We only got a few minutes here, so we can do this here. Uh, if our fans want to check you out and see, you got a Facebook, and Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, yeah, TikTok. Yeah. What do you uh,
0: got? If they want to hit me up direct, just hit me up at uh Matt Classic on um the Facebook and I will respond to messages. Um we have an AWF wrestling page on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram if anybody wants to hit us up.
2: Awesome. Well I'll tell you what, bud, you have been awesome and uh, we'll definitely have you on again and uh maybe uh we can get uh, some of your partners on with you as well and uh we okay, can oh have yeah, a definitely uh, send
5: some people
0: your way.
2: Perfect. I appreciate that. And then uh 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 well Make sure they're good guys so Granny will like them, and then uh, we can invite them down here to take out uh, Sylvester J. Fox for Granny. (laughs) Not going to happen. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, Matt. Thanks, buddy. You're awesome. Thank you for being with us, and you are awesome, and we'll definitely have you on again. All right. Thanks so much. All right. All right. Our man, Matt Classic Wrestling, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I'll tell you what. We're going to take a quick little commercial break here, uh, and we have – uh, we have the ultimate guest coming up here uh, in just a, a few minutes after we do this little commercial break. And I've been looking forward to this one for uh, for quite some time. So uh, we're going to take a little break, and we'll be back after these messages. And don't forget to stay
5: tuned. As a non-commercial radio station, Ken's FM survives in large part by the generosity of listeners like you who value public radio and have become a member. Your donation continues to allow us to support local artists and musicians and play the music you want to hear, not what advertisers think we should play. It enables us to broadcast feature story news so you can hear the news, not opinions. Public radio doesn't have an agenda. We're not in the business of pushing our point of view. Our mission is simple. Reflect your interests, not the interests of some corporation. If you believe that having an independent, non-commercial, public radio station in your community is a good idea, become a member now. Find out how by visiting our website at www.kenzfm.com. And remember, independence has a cost, and it's as little as $10 a month.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green, walking down the aisle. He is the Hollywood elite, ladies and gentlemen. I give you, without further ado, a great friend of mine. He is Anthony Kimano.
7: Hey, this is Anthony Caimano. You're listening to the Attitude Era Monday Live on Monday night, only on 89.1 Ken's FM, with your host, the icon, the big swing, the godmother of wrestling, Granny Hulkster, in the modern nightmare,
2: Matthias. How are you, Anthony? Good to have you with us, sir. I'm great. How are you guys? Good. Hey, we're we're going to have a lot of fun here. We have uh, Anthony as our guest here on 89.1 FM. We've got 41 minutes here uh, with our buddy here. Uh, I'm going to ask you a few questions, and we'll do a roundtable. Then we'll come back to me, and I'll ask you the tougher questions. But first off, if you could give us a little background about yourself, uh, and then we'll have some fun
7: sure i'm a musician i'm a independent film producer and i'm an internet personality
2: and uh you've uh, you've uh, done a lot of uh, cool interesting cool stuff uh in your career uh one thing that uh we'll we'll talk about uh uh in we'll save it for a little bit but uh how many different uh films have you produced uh in your career, and how many uh, are you working on right now?
7: I've uh, produced approximately ten uh, at the moment. I'm uh, we just wrapped up with the Sawyer Massacre, and uh, I'm off off taking a break at the moment, focusing on family.
2: All right, and uh, with uh, with all the different uh, things that uh, you could do, whether it be the acting, directing, producing. Uh, what do you like uh what do you like doing most uh being in front of the camera or behind the camera?
7: I like it all. It's just a different uh experience. Um I do like producing a lot because I can kind of take on different roles. Um I I also love just working on music and kind of doing stuff behind the scenes with that. It gives me the freedom to to just do whatever I want with it um without really having to, to worry about what other people are uh, expecting from it. It's sort of just my own thing. So,
2: and uh, a few projects that uh, we're definitely going to talk to you about: uh, uh, the bur- uh, the Burnt Over District, uh, the Town mini series. Uh, I also want to talk to you about Slasher Scotty, which is really really cool. I uh, can't wait to talk to you about that. Uh, but uh, before we uh, before we do the roundtable, one thing I I do kind of ask you about. Uh, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk to this uh, talk to you this uh, a lot about. Uh, but I just got to ask you, what is like playing Jack Oswald White?
7: Um, it's pretty. It's been fun. Um, I got to meet a lot of people through the character. Uh, of course, he, he didn't have that name when I started uh, putting the makeup on. That's a, a more recent thing that they did with the character. But um, it's it's been a lot of fun. Um, it's interesting There's a lot of uh, evolution To the, the take of the character uh, It's been rewritten a couple times So
2: it's been a long road And uh, for those of you who don't know uh, Jack Oswald White is the Joker And uh, he's in a movie called Batman the Killing Joke And uh, we're we'll, uh, definitely Going to talk a lot about that It's in pre production right now So he's working on it And uh, he has uh, the Sawyer Massacre That was completed And uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. But before we do that, uh, we're going to do a little roundtable. Granny, I know that you're a big Batman fan, and I know that you always wanted to date Batman. So what do you have for our guest, uh, Anthony here? Go ahead.
3: Well, welcome to the show. And Icon kind of took some of my questions, you know. But um, what was your favorite part about getting to portray that type of character for that movie?
7: Uh, just having the freedom to, to put my own spin on it. So I wasn't doing an impression or impersonating any of the other actors that have played the role before. Um it's just my own original take on the character. Maybe there was some influence from uh other other
3: portrayals of it, but it was uh
7: mostly my own thing. So Oh.
3: That's awesome. That's that's amazing. That's a great answer.
2: Uh Anthony's our guest here and uh, we have a uh uh while well, we have a good chunk of time here uh we have uh well we have uh 37 minutes I wish it was 37 uh, more years but uh before we go to uh our horror film guru uh we want to introduce you to uh a man that uh, doesn't really uh uh join us that often anymore cuz he's always busy uh but uh you did uh, th- one hell of a job, and the only thing else I got to say is,
5: how
2: about Jim Cowboys? Yeah! Yeah! I apologize, Anthony. He's a Cowboys fan. What do you have for our guests, sir? Big swing. Go ahead.
1: Well, honestly, uh, three and one, Cooper Rush. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think Jimmy Johnson said it well back in 92. But, anyway, um, no, actually, I kind of I'll be, – I'll be honest with you. I've been uh, – Covering Monday Night Football for the station here all night, and um, I haven't really, you know, been able to get a grasp on, you know, the interview. I'm I'm literally just getting here, just getting on, so I, I don't think um, it wouldn't be fair to our guests for me to jump on and ask something because one, you guys have probably already asked it, and two, um, I'm not as knowledgeable maybe as you guys are, so I don't want to I don't want to insult him with, with a question uh, like that. So um, let me. Uh, let me get my bearings and then come back to me.
2: Okay, all right. Uh, well, Anthony, you can uh, tell us uh, who who is your favorite NFL team.
7: My favorite team. Uh, I'm from I'm from Rochester. We're real close to Buffalo, so I might get in trouble
2: if I don't say the Bills. Well, you know, uh, believe it or not, Big Swing. He lives in Albany, New York, so. Uh, that, that's something that you guys could talk about. But before we go to that, uh, now, Matthias, I know being the modern nightmare, I know you love your horror films, and uh, Anthony's done a few. So what do you have for our guest? Go ahead.
4: Well, yes, you are talking to the man from Every Woman's Greatest Dream and Every Man's Worst Nightmare, North Dakota's number one heel, the current reigning, defending, undisputed EWI Diamond and APW World Heavyweight Champion, Matthias here. Welcome onto the show. Um, I guess my main question to you right now would be, as Icon said, you worked on a couple of horror films. Uh, what is one of, the, one of your favorite genres of films that you've ever been able to be? Well, I guess it's a two-part question. What is one of your favorite genres of film to watch, and what is one you, of your favorite genres of film to work on?
7: I'd have to say horror for both. I grew up watching it and just loved it from a, a young age. And working on it's great because we have a, a big community of people that come together to get these films put uh, put together. And you know, I'm I'm proud of all the people that have, have worked so hard on it and put so much love and attention and in, into the details. And yeah, I, I can't get enough of it.
4: So, what would you say is one of your favorite horror films growing up?
7: It's definitely A Nightmare on Elm Street.
4: Yeah, okay, so you're a slasher a fan Elm then. Street.
7: Oh yeah, um, I mean I love I love 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 the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. If you would consider that a slasher, um, Halloween, oh, yeah. um, Friday the Thirteenth, and yeah, I just loved it. Yeah.
2: And you've also uh, did interviews on Slasher Scotty
7: too, correct?
2: Yeah, that's right. Yep. So yep, then
7: uh, McCoy, he's a good guy. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah he, as a matter
2: of fact, he's, gonna... he's a, he's a yeah. yeah he's gonna be on with us in uh uh two months in December i believe oh good good. You guys will get a kick out of him
7: he's uh he's got to got to meet a lot of cool people and he's done a lot of good things so I'm sure you guys will have a blast talking to him
4: so then is there one uh horror film that you've seen uh that is that still gets you to this day or is there or are you just kind of so used to it at this point? Um, I don't get scared, but I I do
7: love, there's something about the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre film that I I just love. It's it's the grittiness, the way that it takes you out of uh, this reality and kind of draws you into the film, and it almost feels like you're not watching, it feels like you're watching something that you're not supposed to be seeing. And um, I I just, you know, love that movie.
4: Is there a specific, like, like for me personally, I can watch any horror movie and you know not be scared or anything. But there is one film, one specific event in a film and I don't know if you're familiar with the Hatchet series or all, at all.
7: Hatchet, Hatchet. Um I
4: believe Victor I Crowley. Seen
7: is that what Victor Crowley. Um I get, you know, I've seen so many of these movies I just uh I'd, honestly I would probably have to look it up to see if it's something that I've seen. I think I did see it. Uh,
4: it's been out for yeah. uh,
7: a few years, right?
4: Yeah, it's been out for quite a while. But uh, the in one of the, in the uh, one of the first two uh, kills of the film uh, always gets to me because it's basically he puts his hands in this woman's mouth and rips her mouth in half. And every time I watch that, like I can just feel my cheeks ripping. And that's the only time that a film will probably ever get to me. It's just like because when you watch it and you you could just kind of feel that. Other than that, it's just basically typical kind of stuff. But man, it's like that. Those that series of film has uh, so many creative uh, death scenes. It's pretty good. Like I, I like it for the creativity of those. Like there's just some murders in the film that you'll actually you haven't seen like anywhere else. Otherwise, it's just basic, you know, like Halloween or Texas Chainsaw or Nightmare on Elm Street or Scream. Scream was one of my favorite films growing up, but it's just basically the same kind of kills in each film, you know?
2: Well, you know, like for me, uh, the two movies that always get me every time I see them, and I'll probably never watch them again, was The Cube and uh, Terror Train with Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, I will never watch those at night again, and I'll never watch them with the, uh, in the dark again. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, uh, Anthony, before we come back to me, uh, okay, I was going to say that... Uh, uh, you know, Big Swing, you know, he's out in New York. Uh, but uh, you guys are fellow New Yorkers. Uh, uh, you know, we could, uh, uh, if Big Swing wants to ask you a question about uh, you guys living in the same state, we can uh, do that. Big Swing, what do you got?
1: Well, like I said, now that I've been able to,
2: to do a little bit of quick preliminary
1: iPhone research, um, again, I'm not as, I'm not as, as, uh, in depth as they are now. I used to be full time on the show, but you know, like I said, with with life uh, and everything, I, I couldn't be on as much. So, um, but I'm looking at the profile here. Did you, any uh, just go to Nazareth, Nazareth College in, in uh, Rochester?
7: No, I didn't. It, it is right, um, maybe okay. maybe ten minutes
1: away, but no, I didn't go there. Okay, because I saw somebody with the same name, and I was about to be like, oh, I went to Hartwick, so that was like a big rival. But, anyways. Um, what got you uh, – and again, if they already asked this, I'm sorry. But um, like so I see here independent musician. I see, you know, obviously we're talking about the, the movie acting and things like that, uh, the, the horror movies in, in specific. Uh, and again, if they already asked this, I, I do apologize. But uh, what kind of led you down that path? What made you think that this was what you wanted to do? Uh, and and what what were maybe some of your inspirations um, for for getting into this uh, these two particular career paths?
7: Well, I originally just wanted to kind of get into acting, so I answered a casting call for an independent film when I was around 16, and um, okay. I did some test shots for them, and uh, everything went well. But the the film at the time was just like a really low budget, no budget kind of thing. And um, the, the director That's how wanted I to, do... off,
1: yeah,
7: right, right. And so the director wanted to do a, um, uh, he wanted to recast a lot of the roles. And I was still in school at the time, you know, I was having my mom drive me into the into <laughs> the place to to do the work and, and that kind of stuff. So it's just uh, I got caught up with music and uh, actually ended up leaving acting alone for like <laughs> a decade. And um, I was working on music that whole time, and I released an EP um and somebody saw it and asked me if they could use a couple of my songs in their film and so uh i i you know i was excited for it i thought it was something interesting and different and i said yeah sure go ahead and that just kind of led me down the rabbit hole and <laughs> i started meeting different people and talking to different people and just one thing led to another um they you know, you joined on as like an associate producer on one film and then it just kind of snowballed from there
1: yeah, I mean being in the um you know in the entertainment field uh in multiple avenues. I mean, I don't, you know, I, I don't sing or anything, but but uh and I'm not, you know, an actor, but being in the entertainment f- uh, field, a lot of friends who I know who who do do similar things uh, to what you do. It is all about who you know. And that that's really what it is. It is um you know, getting your feet wet and sometimes you're going to struggle for a little bit. And you're going to you know I, I know friends who were you know living out of their car for a year you know while they were trying to you know get their get their feet in the game and uh and now they're they're doing pretty good so i mean it's it's all about that and, and the hustle and um you know i appreciate everything you're doing for you know for the business cuz i know you know that particular those two particular fields are uh, you know pretty unforgiving it it it's either boom or bust and uh so, you know it sounds like you're on the on the right path there um, the one thing um, uh, Matthias talked about quickly with the horror movies and, and, you know, some kill scenes and things, one thing – I'm a huge horror movie buff myself. Um, you know, I was a journalism major in college, so I wrote movie reviews and things, and uh, one thing that I just can't stand is, um, you know, when they take a remake of a classic, and um, Matthias, you probably – I don't know if they're airing commercials out there in North Dakota, and if they are, I don't know if they're in color – but uh, the ones that are for Halloween kills or Halloween ends, this new one, and yep. it's just irritating me. It's just irritating me because, you know, obviously Halloween was my favorite movie as a kid. You know, the the, the John Carpenter score was amazing. The, you know, the thrill of it and everything. And it was great. You know, and then they made like 12 of them and, and killed the vibe. And then Rob Zombie came back and made one. And it was just a gore fest that really didn't make sense for the Michael Myers story other than the first half of the movie when it showed his childhood. Uh, but now now they're just doing it again. There's money grab after money grab after money grab. So is there a particular series that you loved um, that they you feel like they've just made too many and you're kind of disappointed with the direction of where it's going? Good question.
7: Um, I'm not sure about that. There's, there's one film I think that they could... Do something with actually. It would be a, a nightmare on Elm Street, though. Uh, I think they oh, could I probably. I haven't seen it um, in a
1: while. Yeah.
7: Yeah, and the, the last one they, you know, that remake, the 2010 remake, was, uh, had mixed reviews, I guess, you you could say. And uh, I just think that they could do something different with that and bring it back with Robert Englund and maybe take it in a different direction and freshen mm. it well, up. Well, from a bit.
1: what the um, last one, well, I, I may be behind on that. The last one I saw. I think it was Freddy vs Jason. I believe is what it was, was called. And maybe yeah, they have one
4: since then with him. But. In, in 2010, they they made a remake of Friday or Nightmare on the Street, and Robert Englund did not play Freddy. And from what I heard, uh, Robert Englund is now done after Freddy vs Jason. He's done playing Freddy. That's why they replaced him as uh, by somebody else. In, uh, yeah,
5: and in, and uh, you know with
1: makeup with makeup and, and, and technology in the acting field nowadays. Um, you can make anybody look like anybody. I mean, you can make you can make Icon look like Robin England if you wanted to, but it's not going to be the same. The same. You
4: know what I mean? Well, it's, like, it's just not him. You know, well, you like can they tell did, that. Well, like with Halloween Kills, how they made that that Donald Pleasance, you know, look alike, uh, Doctor yep. Loomis. I was like, whoa, that was actually pretty cool. Like that was because yeah. I think it was one of the production assistants that actually looked like him. So they only kind of had to show him how to sound like him, and he actually did pretty well. And I was like, that could have legit been Donald Pleasance, and I wouldn't have uh, I wouldn't have really known the difference.
1: Yeah,
7: I mean,
4: other than the fact that he would have been like 90. But yeah, no, I, I, I get it. I, I, I thought the same thing. I
1: was like, wow, they brought the original dude back. And then I thought about it, and I was like, wait, he was old in the 73 movie, so – yeah, but um, but no, it's it's I get it. It's just uh, boy, there's some series that I just like, like like the Saw movies. I complain on here all the time about those too. One through five, amazing. Six back is just money grabs. And so, um, if you want an opinion of mine, I'm not saying I'm going to give you advice because I don't know jack about acting. But uh, if if someone tries to give you a a money grab film just to just to you know grease your pockets, don't do it because you know a lot of the times. You know, films stick with you forever, and with the internet, everybody can find it. And you know, you don't want to be that guy who's like, "Yo, weren't you in that terrible film like ten years ago?" It, it's never going to leave you. So make sure you're always, uh, always making sure you're on a, uh, on the best script possible.
2: Uh, AC is our Definitely. guest here on eighty nine point one Kansas FM. We got about twenty three minutes now. Uh, AC, I want to ask you about uh, uh, Batman: The Killing Joke. Um, uh, that has not been released yet, correct? That's right. Okay, yep, do, that's you, uh, do you know when
7: it's, pre-production. when
2: it's due to be released? Uh,
7: no, it's on. Uh, it's in pre-production right now, I, I would say. Um, we kind of took a hiatus from it. Uh, we had some issues with um, some of the, the producers on the film, so we just uh, we took a step back from it.
2: Um, so So right now we don't have a set release date or anything like that. Well, one thing I do want to ask you about is uh, I'm looking at a picture of you uh, uh, in the makeup. Now, let me ask you this. Now, Joker obviously has green hair, and uh, I'm looking at this picture of you uh, with green hair. Now, let me ask you this. Do you, uh, when you're on the set, do you dye your hair green every day, or do you just, like, dye it at the beginning and then just uh, uh, keep it going until the until you're done filming? Um,
7: I was just dyeing it. Um, once and then leaving it. Um, yeah, I didn't really... I, I might go in and touch it up every once in a while, but not every day. And I, I've been through every green dye on the market at this point too, to kind of get the, the look. But um, yeah, I kind of got the... got it down to the science a bit. So I'm able to just put it in and kind of leave
2: it for a while. Now, is it is it tough? Well, because you, you you have dark hair yourself, you're... You, you're uh... You, you, you have black hair, jet black hair, which is uh, like me. But uh, is it easier to uh, dye your hair uh, to a dark color because you already have a dark color? Um,
7: well, I would actually have to bleach it. So I'd go in, bleach my hair, and then uh, put the dye on after, and then um, see how it looks. If so I have to go in and do touch-ups, so I would do that. I think it looks a little bit better if I leave it, and then uh, I have to watch the way it's cut, too. But I'll I'll... Buy it, and then leave it for a couple of weeks so some of that black comes back underneath the green. And then that's kind of uh, the, the look I go
2: for with it. And uh, when you're uh, when you're doing makeup as a Joker, how long are you uh, uh, in the makeup chair getting set for the role?
7: It takes forever. Um, it looks like really simple. It looks like it would take, you know, five or ten minutes to do, but it takes a long time just to put a base coat on and then all that white and then go over the white and then the red and then it's not just, just one shade of red. I have to go in and apply like some black in the red to kind of darken it up in areas. Um, the eyeshadow, um, I've done all kinds of things. I, I put powder on the white as well, or else it's, it looks kind of glossy when the makeup applied. So I go in with powder to matte it out. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a long process.
2: So you so you do your own makeup then, you don't have a, someone doing your makeup then?
7: Yeah, no, I I do it all myself. Um I just grab a mirror and it I look like a, a weirdo for a while and <laughs> but it, it eventually it eventually comes it eventually comes back and it looks looks the way it does. But yeah, it does take a long time. I mean a couple hours probably.
2: Well, you know, one thing that uh I've I've never asked anybody that's uh done um a horror film well i guess that i guess this, this is really a horror film i guess because of batman but uh what period of well i'm going to ask this one question i'll go back and ask the other question uh what period uh in uh in batman's life does this film take place
7: um this is based on loosely based on a killing joke so it's kind of like a standalone tale um Robin at this point, I believe, is presumably dead. Um, it's, so it's it's uh, it's uh, you know Batman's an adult here. He's been he's been at it for a while. He's it's not his first encounter with the Joker.
2: And uh, who uh, who plays Batman on the film?
7: Uh, we actually couldn't uh, find a, a good fit for it for a while, so we we don't have anyone set for that.
5: All right. Yeah, I had a uh,
7: lot. I've I've talked to a lot of people. I had a lot of uh, applications, um, people sending me um, real uh, reenactments from the uh, the animated film. There's a Killing Joke animated film, and I've I've had people doing their their impressions of Batman from that, and their their Ben Affleck impression, and <laughs> I've gotten it all. So, uh, no, I just had a really hard time committing to any one person. Uh, there was a guy. That I asked, I actually went to and asked him to, you know, if he'd be interested. And he's a director; he just wants to stay behind the camera, so it didn't work out with him. But he would have been really good for it.
2: Now I'll understand if you don't want to answer this question, but uh, who, in your opinion, has been the best Batman?
7: Um, I love. I would have to say my my two favorites are. Michael Keaton, and then I, did, I didn't I did like the Batman v. Superman movie, and I didn't see the Snyder Cut of the Justice League, but I saw the, the original Justice League that they released, and I wasn't a big fan of that movie either, but I actually liked Ben Affleck a lot.
2: Well, I, I was going to say, Michael Keaton will always be my favorite Batman, and uh, I, right. I know people uh, people think this is weird, but my other favorite Batman will always be Adam West.
7: Oh, yeah, that's fair. Okay, so uh, we
2: have AC as our guest. Yeah, we have AC as our guest here. We've got about uh, 17 minutes here with a man. And uh, like I say, Anthony, you're just an awesome guy. And uh, uh, he's actually the first uh, uh, guest I've ever actually called at 2 in the morning that did get upset because he was still awake. uh so now what uh so we we talked a little bit about uh uh batman and i i actually cannot wait uh till this is released but uh would you be willing to uh come back uh, on with us when uh, it's about to get released so we can promote it again for you yeah of course awesome yeah i'm, I'm now,
7: grateful thank you for having me on
2: well, hey, don't go yet. We hey, we still got uh we still got 15 minutes here. Uh now I want to ask you a little bit about uh the um another thing that you're uh involved in, uh it's a TV series called The Town. How would you get involved in that and uh what is that like working on the small screen compared to the big screen? I
7: actually did not um end up working on that one. So I was I was asked to uh to be a part of it and um uh, I agreed to it. It was a smaller project. The producers wanted to keep it as local as possible, and I was just so far away from from where they from where they were filming it that it didn't make sense to have them kind of fly me out to work on the series with them.
2: Uh you, well you know here on the show we do get most of our information from yeah <laughs> we do get most of our information from IMDb but on your IMDb page they still got you listed as being in that film as Neil. so uh just want to let you know that and uh um well I, I guess I should I don't know if this is uh, one that you it says that you were an extra uh the burned over district uh, were you uh, involved in yeah. that or is that another one that they just threw out there
7: No yeah I was uh, on set for that one um So that movie was directed by the Coleman brothers, uh, James Coleman and his brother. um, And they do amazing work. Um, That's a feature film, an original film. And uh, I just had a small part in it as a, as a background extra. I'm not sure how much they want me to give away, but uh, yeah, that is a legit credit. And I was on set for that one.
2: And uh, it looks like uh, you uh, um a gentleman i've been trying to get on our show for a long time uh Bill Smith uh he's uh did stuff on uh the Joker movie and he's also did uh, stuff on this one uh is it uh is that how you guys got hooked up through this one through this movie that
7: is actually yeah that's where i met him um so he's a local uh well he's a local native here and he's done a ton of work um and he's a really great guy. He'd be a great guest to have on. But, yeah, I met him on set of the, the Burned Over District, and uh, I just immediately thought, like, he would be a, a great penny, an Alfred Pennyworth. So <laughs> I asked him if he'd be interested, and in, uh, he was really excited about it. So it just kind of worked out for us.
2: Is there any way that you can uh, possibly hook us up with him? Yeah, yeah,
7: yeah. I'll talk to him. I'm sure he'd love to do it. Yeah, he's, he's a really good him, guy yeah
2: and let him know i'll make a collector's card like i did for you because i know you like the card i made for you yeah yeah of course yeah it was awesome thank you all right ac is our guest here we got uh 13 minutes here left so uh we we talked about uh the joker and what uh you know uh what you've done in the past what uh what are you looking uh, forward to doing next uh uh do you have like a uh, a man cave full of scripts that uh that you've been sent that you're uh trying to figure out oh, I'll do this one in 2022, I'll do this one in 2023, this one looks cool, I'll do this in 2024. Uh what do you got what do you got coming up in the future? Um I have
7: you know I've considered some things but I I have a hard time focusing on that because if I do I'll never get anything done in the present. <laughs> so. So uh, yeah, I have had some scripts sent to me, and I look at them, but it's, you know, I I pretty much just put them off because it's it's just too much for me to, to think about that so far ahead. Right now, I'm focused on music. I'll be releasing a new album soon. Uh, it's called Kiss to Kill. It'll be on uh, iTunes, uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, Pandora. Um, so it'll be all over, and then I'm I'm also getting back into commerce and e-commerce, and launching a new website soon, and focusing on uh, retail, the retail side of things. And I always have projects going on, but as far as the films, I'm just just staying in the the present right now. We have uh, a film called The Flower City Butcher and Batman: The Killing Joke, both in pre-production. They were kind of halted due to some, uh, some backstage uh, issues that we were having with some of the producers, but um, that's about it for right now. Uh, of course, the Sawyer Massacre is coming out. Uh, Sawyer Massacre is an unofficial prequel to Texas Chainsaw Massacre that was filmed in Texas. Uh, it was directed by Steve Merlo. I'm excited for that one. Uh, we have Halloween Evil Live. Um, that's, being, that's in production right now. And um, I was attached to a, a Deadpool uh, series that I had to drop out of, but uh, I wish the best for that one. Uh, I think I might still be attached as a producer, but it's, you know, I'm not there working with them. Um, but yeah, that's, that's about it. That's all we have right now.
2: Well, you know, uh, uh, what, I want to ask you a little bit about uh, your music CD coming out, you know, cause, uh, uh, my co host know this. Uh, back in the day, I actually put out a comedy CD uh, that went aluminum. <laughs> Thanks, Big Swing. I appreciate that. Uh, so what, what what is the uh, – uh, give us the name of the CD again, and when is it uh, scheduled to be released?
7: Yeah, it's self-titled. It's called Kiss to Kill. Uh, it doesn't have an official release date yet, um, so I'm just putting some some, some finishing touches on it. I have to decide on a final artwork for it and then it'll be uh, distributed and it'll be available on, you know, every major uh, platform. So iTunes, Apple music, uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, Pandora, Google, Google music. Um, It'll, it'll be on like two, I think it's like 200 platforms and I honestly don't remember the names of all of them. Um, But yeah, it would be available everywhere. Um, Definitely within the next, Six months, I would say.
2: So it's not going to be. So it's not going to be like a, a an actual physical CD. They have to download it, right? Um, that's the, that's what I plan on doing right now.
7: Yeah, um, I might end up making a uh, limited supply of CDs, but it's just I don't really have the. Uh, I don't think I have the pull for
2: to to produce that many physical CDs. If I'm being honest. Well I'll tell you what, here's what we're gonna do. When you're ready to release this uh, C D, uh you have my contact information. I'm gonna bring you back on and we're gonna we're gonna promote your C D and we'll talk about nothing but your music. Okay. That sounds great. Thank and you. And so uh much. if uh and our uh I know the owner of the station is listening right now, uh, we'll uh see if he'll um uh might play a song or two uh on the air for you.
7: Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be uh, amazing. Thank
2: you. So now when you're um uh you know you mentioned being a musician and an actor. Let me ask you this. Uh would you uh want to get involved in a project where you can uh act in the film and also uh have uh songs that uh, would be on the soundtrack kind of like I don't know, kind of like a Patrick Swayze thing like like you did with Dirty Dancing? Uh is that in your real <laughs> life? Um sure, I don't think of myself as the best dancer, but
6: <laughs>
7: but
2: yeah, um I wouldn't mind. That sounds pretty good. And uh what uh is there is there uh like an actor or actress that you like uh since you got in the business you really, really want to work with that you haven't had a chance to yet and I don't, you can't say me because that'd be too easy, but uh who who would that be? Are there actors or actors or both? I would still have to say the icon. Um it, so
7: if I had to pick a second choice, I uh, I guess it would probably be um I actually really do like Joaquin Phoenix. You know, I think he's a really great actor.
2: Well, that's awesome. Uh and is there um uh, is there a certain type of uh, role that uh, you're you're that you'd really look forward to doing? Like uh uh you know, you you know, you're doing the the Joker, which is really cool, but uh is there like uh uh, i don't know if you're a, a sports guy but uh would you want to do like a sports movie or like a action movie or like a western movie is there like a genre movie that you that you've always wanted to do uh like since you were a kid that uh, uh that you want to do
7: maybe comedy i think that's difficult to pull off um i, I think it there's more involved than people realize but i think that would be a uh, fun thing to try out
2: well, you know, I'll tell you what, uh, if you do a comedy movie, you have me on set. I guarantee you, everybody will be laughing all the time. <laughs> that sounds good to me. <laughs> uh, AC is our guest here. We only got about uh, six minutes left with uh, AC, so we can do this here. If uh, if our fans want to check you out, you got a Facebook, an Instagram, YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok. What do you got?
7: Um, I pulled away from most of it. I do have a Facebook page if they want to reach me. I'm pretty easy to reach on there. Um, but i I kind of got away from Instagram and uh YouTube, It was just just became too much for a while. I had too much attention, and you know, I just wanted to take a step back from that but they i mean they can find me on Facebook if they want, and I'm pretty you know responsive they need that, you know they want to talk to me
2: and uh all they got to do is say hey i he- I heard you with uh, the icon you're you're a pretty awesome guy you're even more awesome than the icon is. Can we be friends
7: yeah, we can be friends.
2: There you go. Uh now, uh Matthias, <laughs> I know that uh I, I know that uh, you'd like to do a movie with uh Anthony. Maybe like uh you guys could do like a wrestling movie together.
4: Well, as I always like to brag, I am six foot two and two hundred and sixty pounds, so I'm either gonna be a wrestler, a serial killer, or a love interest. So I mean if you want me to be violent, if you want to be lovable, or if you just want me to get in the ring and do what I do, uh I'm your guy.
7: Nice, <laughs> that sounds good.
4: I'll keep that in
7: mind for sure. Uh, it, I wish we had more time so I could talk to you guys about wrestling. You know, I actually um, went and trained for a, for a short time, and uh, Luke Harper was a uh, local guy here, and uh, Colin Delaney is from here. And I wish we had more time to talk about some of that stuff. Well, while
2: well, we ha- while well, we have about uh, we have about five minutes here, uh, so you you uh, you actually did want to be a wrestler.
7: Yeah, I, I trained for I wanna say a few months. I uh, I actually applied to uh the Storm Academy at one point and um it was just uh I couldn't afford the tuition and I couldn't really make the uh the commute to the school. Um, but yeah, I, I love wrestling. Um And, uh, yeah, I I heard back from him. He said he would try to help me out with it, but it was just too much for me at the time. And so I ended up going to a a local school here for a short time, learned all the basic stuff, bumps, uh, walking up, running the ropes, getting in and out of the ring, um, just locker room etiquette, um, and just, uh, just had a blast with it. Um, yeah, Luke Harper was a local guy here. Um, I didn't meet him when I was training. He was with the, the Wyatt family at the time. And, um, you know, here we all knew him as Brody. And, and they actually had his shoes hanging from a, above the ring. So when they taught you how to do flip bumps, they would tell you to look up at his shoes as you were doing the flip bump. And, you know, they'd say, do you know whose shoes those are? And, you know, they were Brody's wrestling shoes hanging up there. Uh, Colin Delaney was one of the head coaches. I think he still is there. And you know he's been featured on SmackDown and ECW. And yeah, it was it was a blast. Um, they had a, a so, lot of good people there. Interesting. So Houston if you would have became
2: if you would have wrestler, then would you have uh, wanted to be a heel, a baby face, or an in betweeny, or a crowd guy?
7: I think if I had to pick one, I'd go with the heel. I just think it's kind of fun to to get people going sometimes.
2: <laughs> yeah. Hey, Granny, how do you feel about the heels? Uh, Granny, Granny, even she might have fell asleep. Because uh, uh, you, you <laughs> mentioned that uh, you'd be a heel. Uh, Granny doesn't like the heels. I, I, I thought she was going to chime in and say something. That
5: would,
2: <laughs> that would have been awesome. Uh, now, so, uh, so we, you're, you're doing all, you're doing all the stuff. You're doing the musician stuff. You're doing the acting stuff. You're doing the projecting stuff. Uh, produce, not projecting, producing uh with all that with all the stuff that you do and all the talent that you have uh is there uh one thing that you uh would say is your your best strength and one that you uh that you that you want that you still can do but one that uh, of all those that you want to concentrate on more so than the other
7: no, I love doing it all
1: and I have to just
7: keep myself busy so I'll go from thing to thing and um you know I, it all needs improvement nobody I don't think anybody's perfect we can all keep working at whatever it is that we like doing and find ways of improving it art is so art is so personal sometimes too that you don't always have to show what you do to everybody if you make something that you like and it's not going to win uh a like Grammy or an Oscar or anything, you know, you can kind of keep it to yourself and just appreciate it for what it is. So I, I, I don't know honestly how to answer, <laughs> um, you know, I could be a better, a uh, better person, a better musician, a better producer, you know, it's just a, just a work in progress.
2: And uh, real quick here, our listeners know that if you, uh, Go to our Facebook page, you like that. Attitude Air Live, you go to eighty nine point one Kent F M page like that. Uh do a ten dollar month donation power tower, you get qualified to win an autograph picture from a past guest, current guest, and future guest. Now, Anthony, I do believe that you did send us some already, if I'm not mistaken.
7: Yep, you should be getting those if you haven't. Um and so you'll have some uh you know, a copy for yourself if you want it. Uh <laughs> and then um some for the listeners as well if they uh if they participate and I believe that you have something a program set up where they can get their hands on some too. Well,
2: I'll tell you what, yeah, well your your picture your autograph picture is definitely going up on my man cave and I can't wait to get it. Uh, but I'll tell you what, Anthony, you have been awesome, sir. Uh, we are definitely going to have you back on again to promote uh, the Batman film when it comes out and your CD when it comes out, and uh, we'll make sure it uh, at least uh, goes platinum, unlike uh, my CD that couldn't, I couldn't even get. I, I went aluminum. I couldn't even get pewter. But uh, we do appreciate it, <laughs> Anthony. You are wonderful, and thank you for being with us tonight. You are awesome, sir. Thank you so much. Thank you all so much. Uh thank you Icon
7: and and uh Big Swing and Granny Holster and Matthias and thank you to to the listeners and I've had a great time. Thank you all.
2: Thanks, buddy. All right.
7: All right AC, have a C ladies
2: and gentlemen. Anthony Anthony. Uh I you know, I'll tell you what, I cannot wait to have him on again uh uh to talk about his uh, C D and uh the, the Joker movie. Uh, so, guys, uh, we had another great show, right, Matthias? That was fun, huh?
4: Yeah. I'd say it was a pretty good show. Can't complain.
2: Uh, what happened to Granny? Where did she go? I'm still uh...
4: here. Oh, she's here.
2: Well, you know, he we he, we were talking about wrestling, and he said that he was going to be a heel. I was waiting for you to say something.
5: Uh,
3: I was just wrapped up in the conversation, I guess, so...
2: All right, well, uh, I, I don't think we scared him way too much. I'll tell you what, let, let me tell you about Anthony, guys. He is probably the most real individual, and not to take anything away from any of the guests we've had, but he is the most real individual that I have talked to. I mean, he's just a great guy. Uh, we, I, I, I had a great conversation with him before he came on the show tonight, and he, you know, he doesn't have that... Hollywood elite, I'm better than you kind of guy. He's just an awesome, awesome guy. And uh, I'm proud to call him a friend, and uh, I'm definitely going to have him back on again more than once. Uh, We're definitely going to get him up into the five-timers club with with that elite group. So, uh, anyway, uh, if anybody wants to know who we got on coming next week, uh, the information either drops on Tuesday night or Wednesday night uh or even Thursday night depending on how busy the icon is with what he's doing and uh, you know we're uh we're getting great uh uh with uh we we got a lot of uh we got a lot of uh wild guests coming up and uh one that I uh Matthias, you're going to have to be nice to uh because he we do want him to come back uh and you know who I'm referring to and uh for fans who if you don't know, uh, we are gonna have Easy E, Eric Bischoff, on our show. And uh it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a whole show with just Eric Bischoff and us. Uh I mean he's Well, we got ninety seconds here, so uh until next week, uh love each other, care for each other. Uh come back and join us every Monday night on eighty nine point one Kens FM. 9 p.m., 11 p.m., same bad time, same bad channel. We'll see you next week. And as always, we love you listening. And always come back to us next week. Be safe until we see you all. uh, uh, Until we see you all then. And if I could find our closing
4: theme, there it is. We're out of here.
3: You think you know me.